Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz this time. I hope you guys heard Zach and his favorite wide receivers on the last episode. But today, I guess we're doing two episodes because me and Zach couldn't meet up. I had a little bit of a thing going on. At home, Zach had to record without me, but I had some stuff to say. So I had no choice but to record for you guys. All right. I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, you'll listen, you're listening to this. Well, it's already Friday for me. It's past midnight, Thursday night. The Giants and 49ers just played. Giants did not look good at all. 49ers domination. Debo Samuel killed it. Christian McCaffrey killed it. George Kittle had a decent game. Brock Purdy did his thing. Okay, uh, if you saw my bet over on FantasyLife.com, uh, I'm putting in my pickums there. I had a three pickum. Debo Samuel over, over four and a half receptions. I had Christian McCaffrey over whatever his yardage prop was, and I had Brock Purdy over one and a half passing touchdowns. They hit. They hit six x my money. And if you tailed, you would have as well. Hope everyone's doing well. So, turns out yesterday was the quarterback and running back episode. And guess what? Uh, We didn't really hit quarterbacks. Okay. So, we're going to hit quarterbacks in this episode. We're going to hit wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, A few of these guys that we like this week who made it in and out of the top 10 of the rankings. That sort of thing. Um, So, we're going to hit some news. And then we're going to get to that. Okay. DK Metcalf is not practicing as of Thursday. Uh, I would hope that he gets to practice on Friday. Uh, I think he will. It doesn't seem like he's going to miss, but you know, missing two days uh, of practice is not what you want to hear. Uh, let's see if he gets that practice in on Friday. Uh, obviously, Brandon Ayuk, you know, was limited this week, uh, you know, with that shoulder injury, and he ended up not playing in this game. So we'll see what happens with DK Metcalf. Of course, for Ayuk, it was a short week, right? Uh, Saquon Barkley did confirm that he has a high ankle sprain. 
this was kind of obvious. They called it a normal ankle sprain, but then they, they gave it like a three-week window, and that didn't make any sense at all. So high ankle sprain, not what you want to hear. Um, you know, they're kind of playing it like, oh, he could play next week. I don't think he could play next week. If it's really a high ankle sprain, he's going to miss a few weeks. I would say three to four weeks. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully he didn't rush it back because he could re-aggravate it. And, we, and nobody wants that. You want to try to get by without him, maybe get a win or two without him for fantasy, and then he comes back when it matters. That's what we need from Saquon, okay? Full practice for Jacoby Myers. Uh, he should be back this week. Devonta Adams also getting a full practice, so he's good to go as well. This offense looks like it'll be at full strength this week in terms of their skill players. Uh, I think this is a, a bounce-back spot for them against the Steelers at home. Jacobs especially. Um, I think Jacoby Myers is probably a wide receiver three this week. We saw the target distribution, you know, what it was extremely, uh, you know, tight between Devante and Jacoby Myers, between the guys that we want it to be tight between. Uh, and it happened in week one. So we'll see if that continues and becomes a trend in week three. Uh, Austin Eckler is also still not practicing as of Thursday. It looks like he's going to miss this week as well. I think Josh Kelly uh, is a decent start, just like he was last week, but uh, not as tough of a matchup. They definitely chose to air it out. Uh, I think they might end up trying to do the same this week against the Vikings. Um, that's where where their vulnerability is in the secondary. Uh, so it's possible that we see something similar. But at the same time, I think Kelly still is a solid RB2 start this week. We'll see if it ends up working out. Okay. Kendra Miller continues to practice in full. He's a solid flex option this week. I'm assuming he's going to be the guy for the Saints this week in a good matchup against the Packers. I don't think Tony Jones is going to get a whole lot of work. I think he'll mix in a little bit. But if Kendra Miller is truly 100% and he's practicing in full, I think he's going to get the workload in this game. And he's available in a lot of waiver wires still, okay? Here's the reasoning, okay? Like, everyone's like, all right, well, Kamara's going to come back in week, week four. Like, so what? Like, why would I pick him up? Here's why. If he absolutely kills it in this game, because he's going to get a lot of opportunity, right? Because he's a talented back, okay? So talented rookie running back, third-round rookie, who the Saints drafted to pair up with Alvin Kamara. If he does well in this game and he kills it, are you not going to want to pick him up just because Alvin Kamara is coming back next week? Alvin Kamara wasn't this crazy efficient running back in the run game last year. Do you guys not remember? He was, he was good in the passing game. And that's what that's the role that I, I continue to see him him in. But what if Miller gets some goal line touches? What if Miller is the primary back on early downs at some point later on the second half of the season? If he kills it in this game, you don't think Dennis, Dennis Allen is going to want to put him in a rotation? Or at least think about it? So I'm going to want, you know, if he kills in this game, he's going to be a hot name on the waiver wire, regardless of whether Alvin Kamara is coming back in week four or not. Now, no one's going to spend up for Kendry Miller because of that. But I think he's worth having on your roster, okay? Because Alvin Kamara, he's not a young buck anymore, okay? It's possible that he's even less efficient than he was last year, uh, okay? So just just just, th- just keep that in mind going into this week, especially with Jamal Williams out for several weeks with that hamstring injury. Bryce Young, quarterback for the Panthers, is not going to play this week. Andy Dalton will. Uh <laughs> Uh, this could be an upgrade for the wide receivers. You know, Young obviously has a chance to be a great quarterback, but for now, Dalton is the veteran. You know, that could bring most out of their wide receivers this week. 
against the Seahawks, they've given up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers through two games to the Rams and to the Lions. Uh, multiple wide receivers have eaten against the Seahawks in both games. Okay, something to keep in mind there. Okay, when you're talking guys like uh, maybe some uh, Adam Thielen, maybe. We'll see. Maybe some Jonathan Mingo. I don't know. But those would be the two guys. Uh, you never know. DJ Shark might end up doing his thing. Who knows? But right now, Adam Thielen's the guy there. Christian Watson didn't practice on Thursday, but apparently it's okay because he was listed as a re- it was listed as a rest day. Uh, it's possible that he does make his season debut uh, this week uh, on Sunday. So let's see what his practice status is uh, on Friday. I'm assuming, or I hope, that he can get a full practice in. Zay Jones didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday, so if he's out, I would upgrade Christian Kirk who will end up playing a lot more in 12 personnel, right? Simply run more routes if Zay Jones is out of this game with that knee injury. Jalen Waddle didn't practice on Thursday. He remains in the protocol. My guess is that he doesn't play this week. Usually you need a limited on Thursday and a full on Friday in order to clear the concussion protocol and play. Uh, There's still a chance he gets on the field, but I'd be prepared for another option just in case. Okay, same thing for Anthony Richardson. He has a chance to play, but would have really liked to see a limited practice on Thursday. Uh, He did not practice, so I'm not sure he clears the concussion protocol by Sunday. Aaron Jones got a limited practice in on Thursday. We'll see if he ends up suiting up uh, and whether he gets a full practice on Friday. Keep an eye on that. There is a chance that he plays, though. James Cook didn't practice on Thursday, but it seems like it's because he's having a baby. Congratulations to James Cook. Amon Ross St. Brown is back at practice, still has the toe injury. It's a turf toe. He was limited uh, in practice. So this injury, this could bother him for a few weeks, guys. Okay, even if he does play this week, just keep that in mind. Okay, we could see a little bit of a performance dip over the next few weeks with Amon Ra. Brandon Cook's practice in full on Thursday. He could be available on some waiver wires in case he was dropped. Uh, he has a chance of being a wide receiver three at some point. They have a good matchup against Arizona, so that could start pretty early. I'm, I'm interested to see what Brandon Cooks can do this year, man. I really am. Uh, keep an eye on Dawson Knox's back injury. He hasn't practiced this week. Uh, so if he doesn't play, Dalton Kincaid would get, would get a bump. Um, Kincaid's rap participation dropped in week two. So he'd surely get a lot more play if Knox is out this week. All right, let's quickly hit on some quarterbacks. They made it into my top 10. The usual suspects are there. Um, I did move Burrow outside the top 10 because of the calf injury. Honestly, I'm hoping that he doesn't play. Uh, I don't trust him this week. If he does, I don't want a situation where he aggravates it and he's out for the game, leaving me with no points, right? Uh, I moved Matt Stafford into the top 10. He's my QB 10 for the week against Cincinnati. He's playing very, very well right now, and his weapons are as well. I have Justin Herbert and Kirk Cousins back-to-back at 5 and 6 this week in my rankings, respectively. This matchup can be fireworks, just like the Dolphins-Chargers matchup was. Uh, Fantasy Life's Game Hub is showing this game at a 54-point total with only a one-point spread. So that's exactly what you want to see for Fantasy, a high-point total and a close game. Okay, Uh, And I'm also looking at FantasyLife.com's utilization report, and it's showing that Jordan Addison went from a 66% to 78% rap participation from week one to week two. We could see another increase in week three. He could finally surpass KG Osborne, who, by the way, has run the third most routes of any wide receiver so far this year. This is exactly what I mentioned in the offseason, that this is what Adam Thielen did, right? And we projected Addison 
to take that role at some point. So let that sink in. Jordan Addison at some point will be running the second or third most routes of any receiver in the NFL, probably only second to Justin Jefferson, who's number one right now. For the rest of the quarterback rankings or any of the other rankings, visit upperhandfantasy.com, including flex rankings as well. You'll get everything you need for this week. Okay. And that'll be continually updated throughout the weekend. All right, let's move to wide receivers. I have a lot of questions around Elijah Moore this week, you know, whether he should be dropped, rightfully so. Uh, I was big on Moore coming in, but he hasn't produced, right? Simple as that. So whether it's because of Watson not doing his thing or not, it hasn't been great. He's getting the targets, though. 22% target share each of the first two games. Same target share as Amari Cooper for the year. Similar air yards as Amari Cooper as well. I think this is a make-or-break week for Elijah Moore. The Titans have given up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers, the third most receiving yards to wide receivers. They've given up three touchdowns to wide receivers in the two games. If Moore can't do it in this game, I think he should be off to the waiver wire. Okay, I have Moore as my wide receiver 46 on the week, so I definitely lost some confidence in him. He's a flex at best, but he has some upside you know, in this matchup. Mari Cooper, though, more confidence in him, of course, as my wide receiver 19 on the week. Tennessee has allowed the fourth most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers over the first two weeks of the season. So Jerry Judy made his season debut last week. Looking at fantasylife.com, he only had a 19% target share. He nearly had a full route participation, so that's good. He made it through the game without any aggravation of that hamstring. Second game back now against Miami, and even though Miami has given up the seventh least fantasy points to wide receivers so far, you know, on the low, They've allowed the fourth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the first two weeks, and that's where Judy ran more than two-thirds of his routes from last week. So this could be the coming out party for Judy this season. He's my wide receiver 27 on the week. You know, Devontae Smith has had such a good start to the season. According to FantasyLife.com's utilization report, him and A.J. Brown have identical target shares for the season at an elite 29% each He's leading in average depth of target. He's leading in air yards. And you're like, all right, maybe, you know, Adrian Brown will get his turn. You know, so maybe I'll sell Devontae before that happens. Not so fast, okay? Devontae runs most of his perimeter routes on the left side, and Tampa has given up the most fantasy points to wide receivers who line up on that side through two weeks. So he might end up doing that again. He's my wide receiver nine on the week. By the way, our sponsor for this episode is Better Vision. It's an app that allows you to track all of your bets in one single app. I know you have accounts on all these betting apps. You have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not, and you lose track of where you place certain bets and all that, and it gets confusing. Not anymore. Not with Better Vision. All of your bets tracked in one place. And not only that, the best part is Better Vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. Most of you do that anyway. You like a play, you look through all of your apps individually, one by one for the best odds, and you play it on that app. But why not have a side-by-side comparison all on one screen within one app, and then you just click on the bet within the app that you want to make within Better Vision, and you're good to go. Go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or just go to the App Store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O, by the way. So B-E-T-T-O-R 
vision in the app store today. Now, I don't want to say that Darius Slay is going to lock up Mike Evans or anything like that because Evans has been doing his thing, but I think this is the week where Chris Godwin finally blows up a bit, okay? He hasn't cracked the top 36 wide receiver mark yet through two games. Mike Evans runs about 75% of his routes on the perimeter. Darius Slay will be there. James Bradbury will be there. But those two corners have barely gone inside to defend the slot. And Chris Godwin has run half of his routes from the slot this year. Philly has given up the third most fantasy points to slot wide receivers so far through two games. So this could be the week for Godwin. He's my wide receiver 23 on the week. Gabe Davis was able to do his thing last week. I think he could do something this week as well. He runs around 50% of his routes from the right perimeter, and the commanders have given up the six most fantasy points to wide receivers who line up on that right side. So there's some upside here with Gabe Davis this week once again. I liked him last week. I like him again this week as my wide receiver 34. Now, as far as tight ends go, the usual suspects at the top, I was still starting Goddard as my tight end five. He had the utilization, just didn't love the yardage last week. I moved Sam Laporta up to my tight end eight this week. He's seventh in target share among tight ends. Amon Ra is a little bit banged up. He's the current tight end four on the year. I moved Hunter Henry to my tight end nine, Zach Ertz to my tight end 10. Henry is currently a tight end two on the year. His route participation is up to 81%, which is awesome. The seventh among all tight ends. Zach Ertz has 100% of his quarterback's end zone targets. Who knows how many of those this entire team will have this year. But he also happens to lead all tight ends in target share. He's also second in air yard share as well. The guys that moved out of my top 10, Pat Frymuth, David Njoku, Kyle Pitts, Luke Musgrave. But for all my rankings, you can go to upperhandfantasy.com and you can go check out all that we have to offer there. All right, appreciate you guys. That's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back Saturday morning with an episode that kind of just breaks down the injuries and what we're doing, any updates from Friday's practices, that sort of thing, kind of breaking it all down for you just to kind of let you know what I would do uh, you know, with all the injuries and lack of injuries or whatever. Just an update before Sunday. All right, and don't forget, I'll be going live on Sunday morning. Uh, we have our uh, upper hand homies and diehards call at 10.30 Eastern time. You can go to upperhandfantasy.com and you can click join to find out more uh, about that. We also include a text service as well where you can text me and you can get a guaranteed response if you want. But I'll be live on Instagram as well for 90 minutes between 11 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. With a, with a couple of other amazing uh, creators over on Instagram. Okay, guys, take it easy. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 